Hello, and welcome to Bottom of the Barrel, where we trudge through filth like normal people. I am Jake. <laughs> I'm Gabe. I'm Katie. Alright, so how's everyone doing? Oh, I am... I'm doing alright. I'm doing really good. Um, pumpkin bread's a little dry, but... Yeah, sorry, we're eating pumpkin bread for breakfast, but... um, That I made, by the way. That Gabe made, and it's very good. Um, If you guys heard on our, on our last uh, FNAF episode... Um, I just got back from vacation. We're actually recording this the day after the FNAF episode. Um, so, um, I just uh, got back from vacation. Less than 12 hours. Yes. Um, I just got back. I am tired, but I'm I'm feeling good. And I'm excited to be back. But, um, Gabe, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I did not get back from vacation. I was jazzy. Do you mind? <laughs> um. I sat in the house with Jazzy and. Did you feed her, by the way? I have not yet. I will go feed her. Okay, cool. Uh, I think the coffee just got done too. Ooh, make some coffee. Also. Um, yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, classes and work are going. Um, having a mental crisis about work, but uh, other than that, doing all right. How are you, Jake? I feel like I haven't we haven't talked in a while. Yeah, um, I'm doing good. I've just been doing my usual stuff, working, and every once in a while, finding something to do other than work. <laughs> nice. It's a struggle, but I, I try my best. It's valid. It's hard to, yeah, when like work takes up a majority of your life, you're like, well, now what do I do with the limited free time that I do have? Yeah, it's like trying to get into like getting out and doing things for yourself mm-hmm. especially when like you lack the motivation to do it usually it's like oh, okay right. now, I, now i need to like make sure i'm happy and make sure i'm doing okay and enjoying the time i have yeah but, it's like, always a delicate balance yeah so um have you done anything fun recently uh, no. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, with like work and school, uh, nothing really. Uh, my days off are consisted of homework. So, yeah. Nothing, uh, aside from recording the podcast, nothing too interesting. We're we have to shoot a short film on Sunday for class, so that's kind of fun. That that does sound fun, actually. That's really yeah. cool. So that's gonna be fun. So, like, have they taught you all the like the tech jargon of working, like directing and stuff like that? Yeah. Um. It's. I don't want to say it's boring so far because everything that we're being taught now, I already know, and I don't, I hate to be that person, but like, I've been in film classes since like 2017, so, like, all of the and I've been on like other film sets, so it's right now it's kind of just a reiteration of stuff I've already learned. Um, but being in a group setting makes it really fun, and um, ha- uh, building connections and such. So that's that's the fun part. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, I am back, everybody. <gasps> Sorry, I, I not to reiterate me being back from vacation, but I, I know I brought coffee and fed the dog. I thought you were saying for a fifth time <laughs> that you were back. 
Guys, I don't know if you heard, but I'm back from vacation. No, I um speaking of Sunday, I want to shout this out. I'm getting my tattoo on Sunday. Like my first, well, not first, but like one of the like big tattoos that I've been wanting to get um on my ribs, so I'm very excited. Gabe was supposed to go with me, but uh they have to record instead, so I guess that's fine. Well, technically, uh, we were supposed to record last Sunday. Yeah, um, <laughs> while I was gone. Then, yeah, while you were gone. Yeah. And then half our group was like, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, we can't. Yeah. And we are like, well, I guess we'll reschedule. Ooh, a uh, big development. Although it's not that big. It's kind of just fun for me. I was at my dad's house whenever, whenever I was gone. I was at my, dad ho- my dad's house, and he froze a bunch of heavy, heavy whipping cream. I don't know why he froze it, but he froze it to like keep it longer. And we thawed out some to make some cream corn. I guess the milk uh, curds um, separated from the, oh. um, like the cream uh, separated. So um, it was still good. We mixed it back up and it was fine. But with the little bit that was left over, I made butter. I made handmade butter. Wow. Which was really cool. <laughs> I I had it in like one of those um, measuring cups for a second, for a little bit. And I was just stirring it up. And then I transferred it into a mason jar and just shook it for a while. And it only took like 20 minutes. And I had made, I had a glob of handmade butter, which was really, really cool. Of course, I had to leave it at my dad's, but. Katie went home and time traveled to 1854. (laughs) Um. It was fun, though. I I never made butter before, so it was really cool. Anyways, uh, Jake, what are we doing today? What are we talking about? This is your episode. Well, um, we are going to be talking about, um movies but uh specifically movies based on video games but um oh, before yeah. that uh, before we get to that i was asked to talk about my uh, movie i recently saw that isn't based on video games but based on a book yeah because um, uh as we heard in our last episode the the sag and wga strikes have both ended hooray with Thank sag goodness. and wga uh wga before uh, Zach, but they both have reached deals so we can finally talk about movies because the stupid studios have finally agreed to pay their actors and writers fairly. We can talk about act- like fun current movies yes. that we've been wanting to talk about for such a long time. So, so Jake, indulge us. Please, tell us what you've uh, recently seen. Um, so recently, me and my mom watched Killers of the Flower Moon. We went to a movie theater. It was uh, it's 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 a like it's a like a little bit longer than three hours, and yeah, it's, um, a, it's a it's a beefy one. Yeah, it is, and um, for me and my mom, it definitely didn't feel like three hours. That's but cool. I feel like we were especially biased to watch this movie because seeing Native American stories mm-hmm. is rare. Especially, oh yeah, especially stories after the Trail of Tears and like all like. Sure. Going beyond just like, oh, how did Thanksgiving or whatever? Uh, Lewis and Clark, bullshit. You know, kind of like anything story. past, like Pilgrims and America Manifest Destiny, Destinying, like anything past that, we aren't really told that much about. Except for like Reservation Dogs, which I feel like is still not yes. as popular as it should be. It should be way more popular. It should be way more popular. It's but um, but no, you're right as. As a Native American, um, as your resident uh, Native American, um, there aren't very many uh, great adaptations of 
or retellings of Native American history. Um, like you said, most of it is based on this really, I don't want to say stereotypical, but really, I guess, oversaturated um, time period of the pilgrims and set the. So, uh, it's an inaccurate depiction. It is very inaccurate. And um, so I have not seen this movie yet. I am very excited to because it was filmed in Oklahoma in Osage County, which is right by where we live. Yeah. And um, I used to work for a uh, sandblasting shop. And uh, this was after um, I stopped working there. Um, but at one point they got a bunch of church pews mm -hmm. that were for this movie to sandblast so they can, um, uh, uh, build and redecorate for a church scene mm -hmm. to, to be filmed. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another fun detail is that, um, one of my mom's friends was a background actor on this movie. Oh, nice. that's so cool. Yeah, and like um, he was like he was showing pictures of the like, outfit he wore, which um, they got the costume from the Titanic. Oh wow! Whoa! Yeah, and so like it, like, talk, like talking about this movie, um, I'm gonna be very vague because I don't want to spoil anything. I yeah. appreciate that. We ha Gabe and I have not seen it yet. We, we just bought, got the book. We bought the book, and we we want to read that first. But. Oh, um, um, it's it's like um there's like of course it's about the same topic but the movie and the book are pretty different. Really? There's like like it's about hmm it's hard to say but like mm -hmm. looking into like the development of this movie this movie was originally gonna be about like, told from a different perspective. Really? And then okay. it was changed and what pers I what perspective was this gonna be shown from because I feel like any other perspective it would have been not great. well yeah. the main character leonardo dicaprio like um uh, he like the role was originally for um the main detective from the federal bureau of investigations yeah and he was like and that role was written for leonardo dicaprio mm. but then leonardo dicaprio said hey let's make it a role closer to the osage native people Instead uh -huh. of just like this, like this person sent from the government who just comes in out of like away from this area, and then like there's I am self aware Leo. Crazy. There's a lot of things about this movie that are like um, this like this movie has like a lot of native people split where a lot of people love it, a lot of people criticize it for a lot. I of have the... seen that as well. Yeah, because I, I think the. From what I've seen, the biggest issue that people mm -hmm. have with it is is that it's not told through a native lens, uh, speci like specifically Osage lens. Um, it's told by a white man, right? Um, which yeah. inherently is going to it, it. It's inherently not going to tell the story exactly right because mm -hmm. it's not coming from a place of under complete understanding um, yeah. um as best as martin scorsese has uh done and said that he you know he didn't want to make a movie about the white the white guys um this is according to cbc an article from them um that 
a lot of critics felt that um, specifically Gladstone's performance and the Osage characters were, quote, underwritten or stereotypically compared to the film's white lead characters. I, I, will, I will say that, like, um, the Osage characters, mm-hmm. they feel like there's a lot of, like, hints of, like, these being very deep characters and having, like, a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they don't get the screen time. Which, right. that's gonna, again, come from a white lens, you know? Yeah. The movie is about, you know, the slaughter of Native right. Americans, but it's not gonna yeah. tell their story completely. Debrie like, Jacobs is a Mohawk actor, and he was in uh, Reservation Dogs. He wrote a thread on on X uh, describing... Let's call it Twitter. I'm Twitter. not getting on that. <laughs> describing yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon as, quote, painful, grueling, unrelenting, and unnecessarily graphic. And he was in the movie? He was in, yeah. Wow. Oh, was he? Mm. Oh, I thought you no, said he, he was. He was in Reser- uh, Reservation Oh, he's Dogs. just an actor from Reservation Dogs. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you said he was in the movie and Reservation Dogs. I thought Sorry. he was. Um, I'll, I'll research, but continue. Like, I will say, like, I'm going to say, like, to me, it's a good movie. Objectively, it's a good movie. But from the perspective of what the movie's about and what more it could have done to, like... Because, like, I wish there was more, like... Even like, like just more scenes for like mm-hmm. the Osage characters to do more because like um like, I like I get that's from perspective of Leonardo DiCaprio's character, but still I... like we, we do get scenes of them talking to each other about their perspective, but they're very short and uh-huh. often they're very like spread out. Yeah, I need to apologize. Um, Devery Jacobs is an actress. Oh. I would need to apologize. Gotcha. Anyways, uh, yeah, I just need like, to get that out there. Like, it's a good movie. In like, um, I say like, if you're watching the movie, watch the background a lot because mm-hmm. how the background changes over the course of the movie. How many like, there's a lot of great details, like mm-hmm. from the costuming, from the sets mm-hmm. to like how things change over time, is very well thought out and very like, it, it like there's very like a lot of um. Yeah thematic overall things you can pick up just from looking at how the background changes. Right. Uh, Jacobs also wrote that she didn't feel like the characters were um, specifically Osage characters were shown with honor or dignity in the portrayal of their death, which is um, she said, quote, um, she said, I believe that by showing more murdered native women on screen, it normalizes the violence committed against us and further dehumanizes our people, which there is a huge problem with the disappearance and murders of Native women. It's yes. It's a huge problem that nobody is talking about and I think should be um, talked about way more. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. uh, we were just talking about, uh, in our language of film class, uh, we were getting to the 70s period, uh, and we were talking about The Godfather, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's the movie from that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and how Marlon Brando won the Academy Award for Best Actor, right. but he didn't accept it. And uh, Sasheen Littlefeather came up uh, because he uh, Brando had asked her to. Um, and instead of accepting the award, she he asked her to make a statement about the treatment of 
Native Americans by Hollywood. Oh, wow. Um, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Uh, but also, apparently, um, I somewhat recently learned that she's not actually Native. Really? And pretended to be. Oh, no. Her family, uh, her sisters have come out after her death and said that their family is not Native. They're from Mexico. Her, her real name's Maria Cruz. Oh, fuck. Um, so it's a really weird situation in that she advocated a lot for Native American sure. rights and representation, but also spoke over Indigenous voices. Yeah, as, um, as she said native. that her dad's side was uh, was Native, but her sisters have said that he's not at it's, all. See, it's that fine line of at least um, at least for people like me that are partially Native and not. Um, more full native it's a very fine line because you can your family history might say that you are native but the government doesn't won't recognize it because you didn't sign the dawes rolls um or your family did not sign the dawes rolls or um so things like that so it's it is it's a fine line a lot of people will say they are native when there is not a historical record Right. Of them being native. I mean, that's by design. That's how they did it on purpose. Exactly. There are some they entire tribes who are undocumented. Like, mm-hmm. there's yeah. like, um, there's people who are forced into adoption who, like, which, like, and because they don't have, and people who are adopted don't have access to their medical records. Exactly. So they don't, they don't, they can't check their history and they can't tell their descendants their history as well. And I and so, am, I am documented Creek on my father's side. However, my mom's side, is um beliefs and um as far as um family history and stories believes they are creek or not i'm sorry um cherokee but we can't prove it because there there is no record of it okay yeah yeah like there's, there's also like there's also the issue of like a lot of people claiming that they're native like, oh, my great grandmother's a Cherokee princess. Is a joke. Oh, don't give me. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's a whole that's a whole discussion. Yeah, and like that's that, so not okay. Yeah, yeah, because like there was no royalty in tribes. No, there uh, was yeah. no fucking royalty in tribes. You can you can tell. Uh, it's very you can easily tell who knows how mm-hmm. uh, knows their native history and who mm-hmm. doesn't if they say like, yeah, they were a Cherokee princess. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you are. Whiter than white bread. I was about to say, like, <laughs> I, I feel less white looking at you. Um, and yeah. I'm white as could be. I'm like, Polish and probably Italian. Like, the thing is, like, I will, like, the movie, like, um, it does get a lot of things right. And, like, and a lot of what makes it disturbing is how, is the dialogue of how people talk about the native characters. Mm-hmm. And, it's meant and part of it is meant to be disturbing it's meant to make you feel uncomfortable that's and what i've I gathered think... is that this is kind of a bit disturbing and, and graphic of a movie i've heard that robert de niro was like terrifying in this. really i'm kind yeah. of a little bit scared to see it now yeah but uh I... is the book written by a native person um uh, david gran hang on uh you continue jake and i'll look this up like a lot of the dialogue um it um do you know how in like get out there's a lot of like dialogue to like the main character from like oh like oh like wh- how does it feel like what is like just kind of like fetishizing yeah. and talking about like um yeah. race yeah. in that way 
a lot of this movie is that uh, where it's like meant to make you feel uncomfortable, but there isn't yeah. a main character who is reacting to it to sh- to that's like oh that's that makes me uncomfortable. It's Weird. just it's said ha- and people just kind of like oh haha we're all white here and like or the the native characters don't say anything about it or don't react to it at all. Uh, have you read the book, Jake? Um, not really. No. No. Uh, okay. I was gonna ask how it compares. Uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gran is, as far as I can tell, an American author. Um, on just from surface research, I cannot tell if he is native in any way. Mm. Um, I don't want to say that he doesn't look native because that has absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, I'm trying to look into. The movie was made in close collaboration with his book, with Martin um, Scorsese. So I'm trying yeah. to figure out where he stands on the out, like the outcome of the movie. Right. So I will continue working on that. Yeah, in that's the background. Interesting. I the trailer looks great. I mean, it looks like a very engaging mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, it's it's an engaging movie, and I definitely do think it's good. But I think if like, especially like if you're like, there are some things that it's not gonna do. That you really wish it did, yeah. Um, like it's meant to be painful, and it and it is. Um, yeah. My mom, me and my mom were tearing up watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah, and it's a very, it's a weird thing because in Hollywood, I didn't. The, sorry, I didn't know that this was about the oil boom. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't is. know and that oil boom and like the birth of the FBI. That's crazy. I did not know that about this movie. Um, continue, sorry. Um, it's so it's in Hollywood. Uh, we like to have. I say we I'm, as if I'm a part of Hollywood. Hollywood likes to. If if the mo- if the movie is not about white characters, if it's about any other minority, we have to have them suffer. In some way. And uh, every, if you think most popular non-white-led movies in Hollywood are about some sort of um, dark history or suffering, like, if you think about, like, movies about black people, it's about slavery. Right. Those are the award-winning movies. Right. Um. This is going to obviously get, I'm sure, a ton of awards because yes. it's one of very few rare native stories. But again, it's about natives suffering and being slaughtered. Sure. And which is why Black Panther was such a huge, huge thing is because it was a popular movie about, about black people existing mm-hmm. and having their own story. And it's frust- and like even with Get Out and like uh, Jordan Peele's stories, except for Nope, I think Nope is pretty like. It's about the alien. Yeah. Um, obviously, it has. I, I, we could have a whole episode about nope. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, it, it's it's sad to see that. Uh, it's rare to get a, a movie about, native people or black people that are just, movies mm-hmm. are just movies about, their stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that we have to see everyone suffering if you're not white because that's what's going to get the awards and going to get people to watch it yeah like i was like i've like a lot of the criticism i've seen i've also seen a lot of people saying 
this movie wouldn't have been made if Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio and yeah. focused yeah. on like and like and it's like oh it's about killers of the flower moon that's gonna get true crime people involved because like oh it's, yeah. it's a crime it's a mystery it's a mystery and it's about this and it's like it's gonna um, get the white people in because it's Scorsese yeah. and DiCaprio and De Niro which is like the trio yeah like like my mom was, by the end of the movie was tearing up and part of it was because um uh. Like she in her own family history, there's like there's been issues with oil rights with our family. Really? Oh, really? And because like um the like the rights have been spread out so much, and so many people could technically have a claim to it. Mm-hmm. If she tried to like try to get a claim for it, um, she would just get eleven dollars. Wow. And because it's it's being spread out by so much by so many people, and the rights have been so skewed and so many like legal issues and complications yeah as well as like the complicated history of like all of that and like i think it's i think this movie does do a lot of things that i i appreciate and i and i think it it tries it it does a lot to try and portray like how unfair things are for native people but i feel like a lot of people are going to miss it yeah, because, because it's so like focused on. Yeah, because it, it's 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 a detail that's shown a lot through the movie, but it's mm-hmm. not the point of the movie. It's not what the movie is mm-hmm. talking about. It's not. It doesn't have a main character who's going in depth through it, and who's like you get to see the struggles from their perspective and how they mm-hmm. think about it, how they deal with it. Like y- things happen in the movie that really you should, and like there are characters that are so close to it, but you're not going to get the perspective on it. Right, which which is unfortunate because it's like, it's a question that you have all the way throughout the movie: is how does this character feel about this terrible thing happening? But it's not about that, right? Which is un like even if it had like a few scenes going into that, which I kind of wish it did because they they got some amazing talent in this movie who unfortunately I just don't get as many scenes as I wish they did. Yeah. Right. I've heard Lily Gladstone is like fucking incredible. She's fantastic. She's a phenomenal. She almost didn't do it. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that um that you don't think that or you think that a lot of people are going to miss the like the specific like native aspect of this movie because it's made through a white lens. However, yes. the Specifically, the book, but also the movie, are already getting wrapped up in culture wars. Yes, as well, wow. um, because of House Bill 1775 in Oklahoma, which states that, quote, or says that it's illegal to quote make parts of any course offered in a public school discriminatory principles. End quote. Such as, for instance, the notion that quote an individual by virtue of his or her race or sex is inherently racist, sexist, and uh, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously, end quote. Or the idea that, quote, any individual should feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress on account of his or her race. So, that house bill is facing scrutiny thanks to the arrival of the movie and the book as well, raising concerns among educators that they might uh, run afoul for the law assigning, assigning Grant's book in their curriculum. Um, copies in uh, specifically one Oklahoma high school copies of the book were purchased for an 11th grade English class 
only to sit unread on the shelf after the passing of the house bill. An English teacher at the school, uh, Deborah Thornson, felt it would be a professional risk to introduce discussions about race that are central to the story. She said, quote, as soon as that was passed, I realized I would be setting myself up for House Bill 70, 1775 to take away my license. So this entire thing is a meet so quickly got swept up into culture wars. Um, quote, the idea that you can't have free discussions that deal with history and create conversations that can sometimes cause discomfort in the sense that you're dealing with hard truth. I, um, this gentleman, um, who said this? This is from Grant. Um, said, I mean, I don't think you can be in our profession if you don't believe in truth, history, and knowledge. So even he is aware of the issues that are rising from his own book, that he believes this is something that should be talked about and discussed in this, these really hard discussions should be had instead of coddling everybody and not letting anybody feel anything while they're in school. Because yeah. God, God forbid anybody feels a little bit of discomfort. If you don't want to deal with hard topics, don't go mm -hmm. outside. Yeah. Yeah, don't, yeah, exactly. Like, don't live around other people. Yeah, said, don't live in Oklahoma. He said he first heard about House Bill 1775 from some of his Osage Nation friends, whom he has remained in touch with ever since working on Killers. He said he visits Oklahoma every year. The news understandably disturbed him, not just because of his proximity to it. Quote, the book is not a, the point is not about my book. The point is about history. These conversations are about Native American history and about the past experience of tribal nations in Oklahoma. End quote. Oklahoma should be one of the most interesting states. If you want, it should. It should be. There's a. It, like, go ahead. Sorry. There's a like. There's a lot that like I just I'm so annoyed by hearing where it's just like. It's kind of pathetic. It's just so pathetic how mm -hmm. that's become a thing and that how that's like that there's it's like, oh, why why should you learn about history? Because it's affecting people today. Like I literally told you a story like a story about how like certain things about our history has affected like my family. And it's like, yeah. oh I'm sorry, you don't want to learn about your fucking neighbors? Don't fucking live here. Get get out. I don't care. You don't care about anyone but yourself then you should only live by yourself yeah it it's it's the ignorance mm -hmm. uh and the whitewashing of american history in most history classes and it's the governments that keep the true stories from being taught and mm -hmm. so kids grow up in ignorance by default and mm -hmm their parents are too stupid or too lazy to actually teach them uh, true history. Like, I was raised, I was, I grew up homeschooled in a Christian academy. So, we didn't learn about, I mean, granted, it was from Florida, so it wasn't like state history or anything sure. like that. Um, this is uh, the last quote from him I want to read. Uh, he said, quote, I've had conversations with different members of the Osage Nation, and I'm trying to work on something now with a member of the Osage Nation that will hopefully explore and examine some of these issues. He said, quote, let me just put it this way. I'm here to help in any way I can, but, but the Osage Nation has already put out a really profound statement. They adopted a resolution calling for the repeal of the law. So if I have a role, it's to express my effort for that. So what I really appreciate about this author is 
he's bringing awareness to the issue and trying to help that. However, he's not speaking for natives in the Osage community. He's aware of the effect that his book, his book has had, but has stepped back to allow the Osage Nation and community to, 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 avo- to voice and address issues themselves and not speak over them, which is something that I think is really hard to find um, and something that I really appreciate. Yeah, like, the main thing is, like, especially in, like, Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. we need more Native people to, like, in, in, like, in office Mm and positions to, like, actually make the choices that affect Native people, because, like, if you, like, like, being in Oklahoma, like, I've Mm -hmm. seen people go into office specifically to, like, with, like, oh, policies of, like, oh, we need to focus on Native people by just by focusing on how much money they get from the casinos and it's like what are you why what are you doing it's like literally they've had like policies that specifically target native people oh yeah and it's just and it's it's not a new thing at all it's it's really fucking old and it's like the fact that this that this is not a new thing this is such an old issue and we're still talking about it and fighting it is really that's the thing i don't think enough people are talking about it yeah is is another issue and like because because majority of oklahoma is not uh, is old white conservative it's because we're not allowed to talk about it yeah we're not allowed to teach about it in schools as of 2021 when this passed yeah we're not allowed to to teach the real history of the state i the school that I went to was a very small school, very rural, and it was required to graduate. You had to take an Oklahoma history class, specifically about yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. However, only about two lessons included Native American history. We watched Dances with Wolves and 9-11 videos. That is such bullshit. Yeah, we watched like a movie that's led by a white guy about the fetishization of native people. I hate it. Yeah, um, um like I I specifically took classes in high school about like like about like native history and even then I still think it was very it, it, it did it didn't it was it I, I kind of just hated it. it. Yes, it was documentary like I remember this like specifically like um this test that we did on this like um on this one video we watched, where one of the questions was, um, um, after being moved to Oklahoma from um, a different state where they were dealing with a lot of like sickness and death, what symbol made them feel more hopeful about being moved to Oklahoma? I... A coyote, a hawk, a rainbow, or a fourth option? I remember that I question. So many issues with that from the first couple words of that. Yeah. From being moved. Are you fucking kidding me? You mean uh, I don't even know if that was like the exact like like if that was the exact wording, but it was like what it was them... not how the question should have you know. No, and I'm I'm not sure if like that was the wording I remember specifically, but it's like um it's it's just like I remember it because it's like what what made all of them feel more comfortable about Oklahoma and being forcibly moved there and forced being forced to live they there. Didn't a, right. They didn't have a Be- fucking choice. Well, yeah, and and that's the Oklahoma. Uh, that that's the school system being like, oh yeah, 
they were kind of sort of, uh, you know, forced, but like, we don't want to say that. So like, what, what, what's a good thing that came out of it is basically like, what that question's asking. Like, uh, what was the benefit of being forced out of their home? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sugarcoating. It's, yeah. it's like, I, I remember they just like, you don't learn about the re-education schools. You don't learn about all the things put in our laws to mm-hmm. like that were part of long-term plans to just kill our culture. I don't think, yeah. and, and a lot. I don't think there. Uh, there's not a lot of education about what reservations are. Like I, I had very little understanding of it until a few years ago. People don't know that territories still exist. Yeah. People don't like, know like when they're in like indigenous territory. Yeah, people are, because, uh, you know, people say all the time, like, yeah, you're on native land, and you're on stolen land. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, when people say, go back to where you came from. Yeah. We were here first. Like, not, not even uh, just stolen yeah. land. I mean, like, people, like, there's, like, there is, like, land that is, like, actually owned by native people that, like, that oh, people yeah. can just pass over in, like, when I was on native land. Wait, I was, yeah. like, they, they own that still? Mm-hmm. Like, they, people don't know that. People don't know that there's, like, proper territory like that is owned still and mm-hmm. it's and like despite us having less like ownership of it because technically it's all the legal shit going on mm-hmm. and it's like people don't know the the law is still in place today that were a part of long-term plans put in place when we were first po- like, forced into this country yeah. That were like part of long term plans to kill our culture, make us like to whiten our blood, and just it, it's crazy. Like, it, there's so many things that like, still go on today. Cause, like, and to say, like, oh, we shouldn't be teaching this in school, our cultures are dying today. That's why it fucking matters. Yeah. It's really just upsetting and exhausting and sad. Like, um, but, um, Happy Native American Heritage Month! Yeah, yes. Since it's November, um, we uh we were um we were shooting uh another group members on my another project, uh one of my group members' projects. There we go. Um, and we like we got on the discussion of I think holidays or something, mm-hmm. and uh like I would I had like brought up the fact that like yeah I don't celebrate thanksgiving in certainly not the traditional way and they're like well why and it it like why should we they asked like why don't like why don't you celebrate it and like it was it 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 still is baffling that people don't understand Mm -hmm. exactly why you really shouldn't celebrate it the the way that america does Mm -hmm. and the whitewashed and sugar-coated version of right. the quote-unquote story of Thanksgiving. Um, you should watch the Adams family on. Thir- you should watch the Adams family on Thanksgiving. The oh. Wednesday Adams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, that yeah, movie. Yeah. That, that's movie. how you celebrate Thanksgiving. Watch that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's a great movie. Uh, wow, man, Raul Julia, rest in peace. <laughs> um. Anyway, that was not. Uh, I want to get back to. Um, Jake, do you have any else, anything else to say about the movie itself? We've kind of gone off on a on a, on a tangent. Yeah, um, are you trying to say that this discussion shouldn't have happened? No, I'm very glad that it happened. Um, but yeah. are you trying to whitewash our <laughs> discussion here? No, I'm I'm very glad that we had this discussion. This is something that more people should be talking about. 
However, I would like to I would like to talk about the movie a little bit or hear about the movie, I guess. Yeah. Um. Was there anything good in the movie? <laughs> uh, like I said earlier, like it's a good movie. Everything about it, like the acting's great, the cinematography's great, the backgrounds, the costuming, yeah. a lot of the details are great. Um, and me and my mom both connected to the movie. We both like we like we like. There's a lot of like like I feel like a lot of the criticisms that that it does have are valid, but also you can enjoy the movie and still have those major criticisms because mm-hmm. like it is a movie directed and led by white people sure the hope is is that it's gonna elevate the like, the actors who are in this movie to get into bigger positions to mm-hmm. give more way for hollywood to say okay maybe this one was a successful we can do another native movie and maybe we can have a native director for this time sure. and it, it's that's that's the hope it's not likely as we've seen from the track record but right if there's any chance to because like, like i feel like i it's rare to see move like movies where i'd see native actors in it, even even if i said that they had not as much screen time as i wish they had they still had a lot of screen time and there was a like there are entire scenes dedicated to honoring osage traditions specifically osage traditions and i appreciate those scenes so much because they are like, even if you don't understand what's going on, because it's not described, it just happens, and you feel it. You like you get the emotion of the scene. Um. um side note, though, uh, Mattel just released a Wilma Mankiller Barbie. A what? A Wilma <laughs> Mankiller Barbie. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I watched a documentary about Mankiller. Really? And it was an, a really, really well done documentary. Wait, oh my god, that looks is, so isn't cool. It, isn't it so cute? Uh, Gabe is showing me this this photo of the... Of the Barbie. Of the Barbie, of the Wilma Mankiller Barbie. It's so cool. She looks so good! Yeah. Oh my god, I'm actually in love with this. I know. I'll, I'll have to get it. It's yeah, so... yeah, that's amazing. No, I re- highly recommend... Hang on, let me look up the... Um. So, this documentary is titled Mankiller. It's from 2017. Um. I think... In class, we were supposed to watch that. At yes, one point. she was the first um, elected, the first woman to be elected as principal chief of the Cherokee Nation. Yeah, and this is a really, really well done documentary. I highly recommend it. Um, who Ooh. directed by Valerie Redhorse, who is an, oh, okay. who is another uh, Native American, also a woman. Yeah, great, great film. I highly recommend it. Please go yeah. watch that. Um, one thing about the movie, um, the dialogue is. Mm-hmm. It it's it's very specific in the way that mm-hmm. it like um feels like it's meant to be commentary on not only of the time but of modern day, and sure. from what I've seen by the, from the like um from like actors talking in the movie is like they specifically made suggestions to Scorsese to say like hey can I have it to where this happens mm-hmm. so that so that like um it's throwing certain things about my character make sense. Or like, sure. or portrayed in a certain way, so it's less of a negative stereotype, and is more of like, hey, this is a situation. Like, this is because of the situation. This is because of the conditions of not only the time, but how the Osage people are treated, and they were that's, put into the movie. That's really awesome that that was that clear. There was a clear space to allow that. Um, I, that's really cool. 
I feel um, like a lot of people are going to miss it, but it's yeah. something I like to mention. Um, I would like to ask Gabe real fast. Didn't I didn't see this movie, but didn't Prey do a really good... Oh. Um, uh, can you talk about Prey for a second? Please? Prey? Yes. Uh, it's a great movie. Love I it. haven't uh, seen it yet, but I've heard amazing things about it. It is, uh, for those who don't know, it's, uh, it's a Predator sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, set in, I forget the year, but it's uh, set around the Comanche tribe, and uh, and hey, I just just googled Prey movie. Mm. The entire cast that's listed on here is native or people of color. No, yeah, they they yes. are all. Na- yes. I don't think there's like there might be one white person, but um, yeah, almost all of them are native, and I think even the director and writer are native. Really, um. Uh, yeah, uh, it's about uh, like the first instance. I think it's supposed to be the first instance of a predator on Earth. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the the predator's backstory. Wasn't um, I? I'm sorry if I if I butcher this, but wasn't the entire movie um, subtitled in Comanche? Yes, yes, yes. It was. Wow. And I. I watched the Comanche uh, dub. Really? Um, I my only complaint about the movie is that I wish it was filmed in Comanche. I'm sure. Um, because the dub kind of, you know, it kind of ruins it. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't ruin. It, it doesn't necessarily ruin it, but like distorts it a bit. It it does because you can tell they're not actually speaking. But I, it would be so interesting. I um, think it would. It would have been cool if it was filmed in Comanche yeah. and then. But also, the, those actors would have had to have learned that language. Sure. You know? um, that is really Although, amazing, it's, real, it's so cool that that was even a, a thought, you know, to yeah. dub it over in that language. Mm-hmm. Like, And aside from it being a really great representation of uh, Native culture, it just, it's a great movie. Yeah. It's a great like, movie. It's, it's, a, it's just a, a fucking badass movie. And like, Sorry, I just want to mention that. If if anybody needs a, a good rec- like not that Killers of the Flower Moon isn't a good recommendation, but another no, yeah, I, I was really I was example. hoping uh, either someone would bring it up or I would find a way to fit that in. But yeah, it's a yeah. great, great movie. Um, yes, I just wanted to mention it. They, I think, uh, that's, I think that's really interesting that they they did just that. released it on Blu-ray. I think Blu-ray or 4K and or plan to release it. It's still on Hulu and okay. Disney Plus. So I think they plan on it then because mm-hmm. it is right now it's just streaming. Um, I wish they had released it in theaters. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's. I don't think a lot of people know about it, which is weird because it's a yeah. predator movie. Um, but yeah, no, great. Highly, highly recommend for any predator fans or really just any action movie fans because sure. like it's just it's such a well-made movie. <laughs> it like it's I, my favorite predator movie. I think uh, aside from the first one because the first one just. God damn it. It's so it's so testosterone filled <laughs> that it's kind of hard not to really enjoy it. Yeah. Like one of the characters calms himself down by dry shaving his face. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> That's how like I'm gonna masculine this movie is. Uh, um Jake... Predator also uh I believe that's also another native character in that movie, although it's really? much more stereotypical uh-huh. than uh well, uh, Jake, please continue with the original topic of today's episode. <laughs> I mean, like, the thing is, like, I don't mind, like, shifting it over to just talking about, like, um, native movies, because, like, I, I, like, I love this topic. 
And like yeah. we can we can do like um the other topic we can, another time. We oh, we can say video games. Should we talk about native movies? Yeah. Like I I I there's like talking about prey. Like I love how like like the first Predator and Prey do the same thing where it's like um the first part of it feels like its own movie and then mm-hmm. the Predator gets involved and the movie shifts dramatically. Yeah. It uh it, it honestly like Trey honestly feels like so like true to like the first predator and like how oh, it's like, it structured like in the, how the movie is structured and like how like the dynamic between the main character and the predator is like yes when the first trailer came out there was a lot of comments of people being like i miss when predator was about this and it's like all those people are fucking wrong this is a, say, a true predator shut movie the fuck up predator <laughs> hasn't been predator since the first movie <laughs> Yeah, um, this movie is so true to the first one and its structure and how the story is like paralleled from the main character to the Predator itself. It's so good. God, I'm watching... Uh, I looked it up on IMDb. It's just a kind of refresh. Um, I'm watching the bear scene and I forget how fucking mm-hmm. en- enthralling that scene is. So, I or not IMDb, but Rotten Tomatoes has a really awesome collection or article of 20 essential indigenous movies from North America. Can we talk about Prey a little bit more, though? Yes. <laughs> I great. really want to keep talking about Prey. Please talk about Prey. Continue. Um, but yeah, like, I have a weird relationship with the Predator movies, because I love, love, love the first one. It's so goddamn outrageous. Um, because, again, it's because it's so hyper-masculine. Like, a man, like, it's... Uh, Oh fuck! What? Uh, there's a line like one of the most famous lines from it. Um, oh, hold on, I have to. I have to look this up. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's one of the characters. Um, he's like looking at they just uh something exploded or something. Um, and two characters are standing side by side, and the one goes. Hey, you're bleeding. And then the man goes, I ain't got time to bleed. And then the other guy's like, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. Uh, another movie I wanted to like recommend is uh, Blood Quantum. Oh. Oh, okay. It's it's a it's a zombie movie where Ooh. like the concept is is that like um people with indigenous like um blood mm-hmm. are immune. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. Okay, and it's set from like it's oh, it, set it's like, it's on this uh, on this Rotten Tomatoes list actually. Yes, it's 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 a very interesting movie. Um, Danny Trejo is in it, but he's like oh, in every indigenous yeah. movie, which is great. But like, I love yeah. Danny Trejo. Love him. Uh, this critic consensus uh, on Blood Quantum says it blends bloody horror with socio political subtext, taking a fresh bite out of the crowded zombie genre in the bargain. Um, so Prey is, I forgot where I was going. Oh, um, (laughs) the design of the Predator in Prey. Yes. Oh my God. Um, because it, like, it's supposed to be, uh, kind of like the first generation of Predators, I think. Is there, is there end up, is there two at the end or am I going crazy? No. Okay, so there's just the one. Um, um, but that I, final boss, though, is so fucking good. From what I remember... Oh. Sorry, I had, yeah. I had another article that I was going to share. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, yeah, go ahead. 
Okay, my bad. <laughs> um, so this is from Mozart Gabriel. Um, he is a musician and teacher, but he's also part of the Sundance Film Institute as a writer and had a, has a master's degree in stop motion. Um, he is, uh, his heritage is uh, Pueblo and Navajo, and he uses that, uh, kind of feeds that into his artistic outlets and is passionate about spreading information about all indigenous peoples. He said about Prey, he said, quote, this one for me wasn't over romanticized. It felt so present in its way and the cinematography was completely brilliant. I think the way it gave you clues and it respected the landscape. Like when she's picking flowers and they rack focus to the tree and then the sound of the trees give her the inspiration that she wants to go and practice throwing an axe in the beginning. You know there are little subtleties like that, but it complements the fact that Mother Earth is a character itself. This is a this and a huge thing about it being indigenous is giving yourself to the earth. Um, said visual storytelling is great, and having that communication with with the medicine she has also gives the earth a character, um, which I think is really interesting. Uh, he said none of it was sexist, and they didn't judge her as a girl. They judged her for her morals and her reasons. Um, she's totally capable, and everybody knows that. They just kind of look at her as being young and naive. But I think it's beautiful that we push the theme of a female character who just wants to protect her village. I think that perspective, and and the perspective of how much that older brother didn't have such an ego. We're looking through the perspective an indigenous way of communicating. There's no point in us having egos because there's too much work that needs to be done. That's how we survive as in as villages for such a long time. Um, I think that's really interesting. I did not know that about the movie. Obviously, I haven't seen it, so I don't know the subtleties and the way it portrays um, the native people in that movie. But I think that's really interesting. But the main, the main character is is amazing. She really? she's fantastic. It's like she truly feels like. Someone who is grows, mm -hmm. but is oh, but oh, at the beginning movie she has strengths, and at the end of the movie she just like it, it's like her mentality changes, and she still has the strengths that she has at, in the beginning. Is that actress Amber Mid Thunder? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, he said that he's he's seen uh, Amber since her career, since the start of her career when she was like twelve or fourteen in the Santa Fe area. What movie are we talking about? Prey. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're still talking about Prey. Well, I thought you were talking about a different movie. I was like, wait, a Amber Mid Thunder is in Prey. Too. Yeah, that's what we're okay. talking about. <laughs> sorry. I, sorry, I zoned out for a second. Anyways. Um... Um, has anyone seen Wind River? No. No. I think that's on this list as well. Um, that's a very, very great movie. Really? Um, it's about uh, the description here a wildlife officer who is, hunt who is haunted by a tragedy that happened because of him teams up with an FBI agent in solving the murder of a young woman on a Wyoming native reservation uh, and in hopes to get redemption for his past regrets. Hmm. Um, so it's it was important in that it, it discusses the disappearance of native women, which is a huge, huge thing. Huge thing. Yeah, um, like if, if you want to know more about like um like the movement, like murdered and missing indigenous women, mm -hmm. it's like um like I, that, I think that's the that's the official like um name of like if you want to look for any like um charities or movements or like like or like any like people like advocating that's the main mm -hmm. name used and um and like it's one of the main things about it is that like um 
indigenous women are the highest like um statistic of being kidnapped and murdered but even then many many bodies found on reservations their deaths aren't investigated they yep. they're just they're just said like oh exposure the largest also the largest percentage of unsolved disappearances and murders is yes. of native women yeah which is like, something that nobody talks about for being this huge percentage in this this awful epidemic nobody is talking about it just crazy um and that's why we drink is the podcast that i listen to they do paranormal and true crime and christine the um the host that does um the true crime stories did an entire episode on these disappearances and kidnappings and i think that's that was really cool to listen to so some there are a few outlets that are kind of talking about it and trying to bring awareness to it but it's still something that i rarely hear about yeah as a native person which is crazy yeah yeah like there, um uh well talking about uh representation in kind of film and tv i would like to talk about one of my all-time favorite scenes okay. uh in the last of us okay um joel and ellie stumble upon um uh they're go this is during winter mm -hmm. uh the winter sequence um and they stumble upon these two characters mm -hmm. that live in a lodge i think i've um, seen like bits of this portrayed uh the husband it's a husband and wife uh uh the husband portrayed by graham green mm -hmm. who is a phenomenal phenomenal actor mm -hmm. but in tons of stuff um there it's it's very it, it, it's somewhat brief but it I, what i think is great is about it is that it's two native characters that are that exist in this world mm -hmm. and they're just existing they nothing about their characters is stereotypical mm -hmm. they're just like a couple that lives out in this lodge mm -hmm. and and we kind of see a glimpse into how they have survived the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a great scene because uh, what happens is that uh, I believe her name is Elaine. I think that's what her name is in the show. Um, <laughs> we open, Graham Greene gets home and Joel is like holding a gun to her. Um, <laughs> and, uh, or he's just in the house or whatever. Um, and uh, he comes in, and Joel's like, "What are you?" Or he's like, "What are you doing here?" Uh, <laughs> uh, he look. Uh, Grand Green like looks at the table, and he goes, "You made them soup." And she goes, "Well, it was cold outside." <laughs> She's like, "I'm fine, by the way." He's like, "I got ice." Uh, it's such a great, great. Like I know people like that, you know. Sure. Uh, and it was such a genuine. Uh, moment that I I absolutely love and just, makes me love that show. I wish there was so more representation representation like that, where they're just existing in the universe, living their own life, yeah. as they do, as they would. And I think I think that's awesome. I think yeah. that's really cool that that was in in that video game. Yeah, it's so. Uh, this is in the show. Oh, that was in the show. Too. Yeah, this okay. is in the show. It wasn't in the video game. This it wasn't. Like they added into the show. Well, yeah, that's even better. Yeah, those they characters added were it in into the, the show. In the game. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah, it was wow. something they added. How old is the game? When did the game come? Twenty thirteen. Okay. So about ten years. 
That's um, really awesome that they added that into the show. Yeah, really uh, cool. the Last of Us is very progressive, I think, for it, for it, especially for its time, because sure. Ellie is gay. Like it's said in the first game, sure. if you play Left Behind, like she's very in love with her friend, um, and also uh, Bill and Frank aren't explicitly said that they they said that we're partners, but like we can't. Those who don't take it that way can also just be like, oh, they were um, like business partners or whatever. But like the gays playing it are like, <laughs> they were gay. And then the show obviously had a whole episode dedicated to Bill and Frank, who, yeah. which is, I, I almost cry thinking about it now. Um, sure. Such a beautiful episode. Go watch The Last of Us, please. Um, it's just a great show. And yeah, that uh, the scene of Native representation just existing was... Uh, was really great. Yeah, I I highly recommend this list on Rotten Tomatoes. This has a lot of great suggestions, including documentaries, but also movies of different genres. And I highly recommend it. This is a really cool list. It's really inclusive. Um, The list is just uh, 20 essential indigenous movies from North America on Rotten Tomatoes. When it comes to representation, my main thing is does this do you is this character like is the character like given time for you to connect with them are they like do they have like time in the movie to where you know that the actor was paid well and was given time to show their to show their talent because a lot of like a lot of bad representation is is unfortunately just putting in a person of color Mm -hmm. giving them nothing to do giving them nothing to say and then getting rid of them yeah and i not a fan it sucks and so like having like time to connect with characters and like giving the actors time to show off their talent sure because like you like to see people who like because it's like you know some years ago getting a role at all would be impossible oh yeah and that's why it's like it's important and also like I think of like, and I think of how it's kind of still happening. Like, if you if you've watched Suicide Squad, oh god, oh yeah, don't yeah. get me started. Like, my my mom was like, oh, there's a native, like we know that there's a native actor in this movie. We're so excited. It's like we're like, oh man, it's to be so cool. And then he, he dies die immediately. immediately. Yes, yeah, he dies I was about immediately. To say, he, he like dies almost immediately. He gets the least amount of lines. Like all like all the other characters get like special introductions. He doesn't. He gets yeah, he, the, like, he's he immediately. He immediately runs for it and gets blown up. Like they don't even pretend that he's going to be a character. No, they don't. They, they don't. They don't even, even give him a back. They don't give him a backstory or anything. Like, I forget they, that he's a squad. Because yeah, that's because he dies immediately. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. That's not what DC Comics is like. I swear. <laughs> like he he's made to be forgotten. He was like yeah. he was put in the movie and like it's like oh that's that that sucks. It's like that's in. You didn't have to make him like a character that stayed the entire time, but still, you could have at least pretended like he's a person sure. and not just like a. He could have been nameless, and he had the exact same effect in the movie, which yeah. is just like it. And seeing that happen so often, it just like it's like it sucks because me- how people are portrayed in media does affect how people see them. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because and if you if and if people are learning less in school, 
and mm-hmm. they are being taught less in school. If we're not, if we're not being taught through media, and the the portrayals that are shown, like then like where where are they going to see the where are they going to see these things if they don't exactly. have native people that they know in their personal lives? How are they going to learn about this? How are they going to like know about these people? Right. Even if it's just like mundane things of like how we're just people, mm-hmm. it's like it, it's like I don't know. It's it's. It, um. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, what? How much time are we at right now? Uh, I don't really care. Oh, okay. um, an hour. Uh, does anybody have anything else to add? Um, they want to talk I was about this? gonna kind of touch about native representation in horror. Oh, absolutely. Go yes. for it. Um, I I do have a question real fast. Was <laughs> you don't have to raise your hands. Was, uh, <laughs> was prey listed as as horror or action? Uh, horror. I'm pretty sure. Really? Okay. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. Uh, I was just curious. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> for our audio watchers. Kitty, like classroom, raised her hand. <laughs> like, I have a question. Um, but uh, it's very little. Yeah. Um, and if if we think about kind of uh the big movies that talk that feature uh native culture it's always almost a hundred percent an indian burial ground oh god yeah. i just i just googled and, native representation in horror movies and it, the first thing that pops is it up gonna be amityville it five horror movies with horrendous indigenous re- yeah. representation and that's that's a, a problem i think in, oh no yeah um okay i'm sorry First one that pops up is the na- 1983 movie Scalps. Yeah, I no. want you to think about that. Yeah, no, no. We yeah, we can just move on. I don't even need to talk about that. Yeah, Ravenous, the gr- the mm, the Green Inferno has really bad native representation. You like the Green Inferno? I like it because it's the body horror and it's and it's graphic and it's it's all that. It's very bloody. It is. It's bad. It's really bad. I really don't like that movie. Yeah, um, I forget that that's yeah. that's that bad. Um. Uh. Anyways, yeah. And we, yeah. Amityville we, definitely. Yeah. Start that. Didn't they start that trope? Yes. They started. Yeah, that they trope. absolutely did. That's, the the fucking. Oh, Gabe is is reaching into our into our bookshelf right now, <laughs> trying to find something. What are you looking for? Amityville horror. I have the book. Yeah. I have uh, the Amityville Horror book, um, which was released in 1977. Oh. So, uh, and this is kind of, it's been a trope in stories, Mm -hmm. you know, forever, because people uh, with surface level knowledge and ignorance are like, oh, Native people, like, their whole thing is, you know, spirits and spirit animals and such, which is a whole issue that i have with that trope of like oh they had this whole thing about um about spirits and death and everything every culture almost every culture in existence has their own belief system about death and the afterlife not just natives right natives don't have this like this crazy belief about death that makes it so exciting to write about it's just another example of the different cultural beliefs about death. Yeah. I don't understand 
what makes it such an appealing trope to grab onto. I don't get that. Yeah. yeah. Like another aspect of like native horror is um how it's how like they like pick and choose little things from like culture and just like um because do you know how Wendigos? Yes. And, and how in fact I have uh the movie Antlers pulled up right now. That was gonna be a topic of yeah. my discussion. Wendigos yeah. are um Native American folklore. I there are from a specific um um they are from a specific tribal folklore um the plains and great lakes natives or first nations people so in the area where we come from um yeah, wendigos like, are these creatures that are um that are um, evil spe- oh sorry continue yeah i'm going to like one of okay. the things about wendigos is that um there's a lot of regret in telling and like letting white people know about wendigos because mm, yeah. It's 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 not something that is wanted to be portrayed at all. No, it is very sacred. It's not you're not supposed because it's 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 like if you were to go to a very religious person and constantly show them pictures of the devil. Yes. Yeah. And it's 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 and like um I've seen like um I've seen some portrayals that like um are inspired by the by the folklore, but don't use the name, don't use the depiction. Just like in, like slight inspiration. That's fine. Yeah. Like uh, the ritual. The ritual. Yeah. That was. It's um, a great movie. That was Scandinavian folklore. Yeah, but like it's. It's it's a resemblance. It, yeah, to, resemblance. to the Wendigo. The the creature itself is a. Mm-hmm. Sure. But yeah, no. Uh, I think we've all seen the ritual. Fucking. Yeah. Fucking make amazing movie. movie. Yeah. I highly yeah. recommend it. So but good. if anybody doesn't know, the I'm. I apologize. Uh, this is from a, uh, a an ignorant um, white person saying this. The brief um, general idea of Wendigos is that they are born from a person that resorts to cannibalism. Yes. So when a person resorts to cannibalism, a Wendigo takes oh, is a Wendigo is a spirit that is there, um, like haunting them, egging them on to resort to cannibalism for survival and then takes over their their soul yeah. for that then, for that action. No. So that, what's the other thing? The other um, thing is the one that we cannot say. Right. It is which a is word, why I didn't say a word that we can't say. I know what you're talking about. That those I are thought that was born out of cannibalism. Those are mimics. Oh okay. Gotcha. They're mimics that Well and that I kinda realized that as I was like, huh? They like, inhabit well, they yeah. They inhabit bodies of of regular things or animals, but there's always something wrong with them. Yeah. Is that uh, folklore? That, or is, is, Na- that, that is? is Native American folklore. There is... Let me see. If you guys don't know, you cannot say the name because um, it is one, a Native American lore, and it is it's, it's essentially the same thing as like saying the devil's name over and over again. Um, so we don't say it, and also it is said that if you say its name, it will be drawn to you. Yeah. Um, it's specifically Navajo lore. Okay. But it is, it is. Uh, there are various forms of it right. across different, uh, across tribes. It's, um, yeah. They're. In addition, they, traditional Navajo people are reluctant and regretful of revealing that yeah. lore. 
to white people. white people just take it and run with it. Right. Like, and not in a good way. Right. Um, but, uh, there, yeah, um, there's, yeah, and those are kind of the two big, uh, Indian burial grounds and those folklores mm-hmm. are kind of the two big, um, things that people use in horror that are related to Native people. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you can think of almost any kind of 80s, uh, early 90s kind of uh, possession mm-hmm. um, demon movie, mm-hmm. and it's going to be, it's Poltergeist. Sure. Uh, the house is built on a burial ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pet Cemetery. they uh, buried worst the, example. As mu- again, One of the worst d- examples. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Pet Cemetery, although I know it's problematic because mm-hmm. the book is fantastic, and uh, the the first the original movie is mm-hmm. it's a classic. Yeah. Um. But but again, it, it, as a horror person, you have to understand that a lot of your favorite horror movies have a lot of dark uh, roots, um, especially like again those kind of uh, possession poltergeist I mean, kind of movies. Um. And Amityville Horror, which I refuse to watch and uh, condemn that movie mm-hmm. to all hell. Um, <laughs> but there's a great episode of the Dead Meat podcast where they talk about uh, they have uh, a native author. I think he's an author. Um, come on and talk about uh, that and talk about uh, certain movies that use um, that incorrectly represents native culture mm-hmm. uh those two movies kind of being uh among them another reason those two creatures or um creatures of folklore are not as well represented is because they are so reluctant to be talked about yeah they're not something that need to be talked about right it's and i have the movie antlers here which is mm-hmm. Uh, a movie from a couple of years ago that talks about that the mm-hmm. the first uh, picture of that fork yeah mm-hmm. the of the folklore mm-hmm. um, in a very whitewashed sense yeah, um, yeah I've heard like, this movie is not very well um the sorry. what is the movie? go ahead Jake sorry yeah go ahead Jake when it comes to, like visual representation like um until dawn is oh just I was about to talk about until dawn. It is the actual depiction of what it was like, it, what folklore describes it as. Yeah. Well, other depictions make it more animalistic. But well, until dawn, it just says, "Oh, this is Native American ground," and then there's this monster yeah. that is literally the exact de- like example of like what it what it's described right. as in folklore. It's it's close. I wouldn't say it's exactly the way it's depicted. Um, have you played until dawn? I have not personally played until dawn. Um. It, the original concept art was very close to the the folklore description. However, it did end up getting changed to a more human um, depiction of if you if you've uh, seen any playthroughs of Until Dawn or played it, it's they're very their depiction is very very thin emaciated, but it's very human appearing it's um yeah if you just search until dawn wendigos um it's a much more human um depiction whereas um it's 
there's a weird middle ground because a lot of whitewashed versions attribute it to be way more animalistic and what the fuck what that's not even close to what i was imagining it would look like it's it's different um yeah a lot of whitewashed versions attribute it to be way more animalistic and appearing like the the two leg deer with the the skull face Mm. and everything but it's more of an in-between thing. If you if you play the game, they there's a scene in which they have like a a diary or a journal of somebody talking about the Wendigos, and the the actual concept art that they used for the game is in that journal in game. And if you watch that, it is much more uh, close to the original folklore descriptions, which is kind of an in-between be, between the animal or yeah the animalistic version and the human versions they ended up going with in the game it's like an in-between like zombified emaciated possessed human that it border the borders on animalistic Mm -hmm. and again this is coming from a white person that doesn't have a 100 percent understanding of it so i apologize but i don't know it's a weird in-between thing but the way until dawn did it was a much more human human version of it recreation of it that made them like spidery and spindly right which it is terrifying don't get me wrong yes oh, it yeah. is. they're scary <laughs> but anyways continue jake i apologize for overriding you oh it's fun like i, I basically said what i wanted to say about like like this is kind of like it, it, it's like you see like how in like um it, it's mm. kind of a trope in horror movies to just like grab random culture folklore yeah like if you know how many movies like have a tulpa like a tulpa can you please um, explain what that is a tulpa like um essentially is like a spirit where if you give it like if you think about it like essentially enough it becomes an actual like oh it feeds off energy and manifestation yeah and it manifests from people's thoughts and it's like it's it's from tibetan like buddhism Okay. And it's it's just like this, it's 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 often used as a shorthand in a lot of horror movies of like oh this what we're dealing with is a tulpa and then they do like a quick like oh looking online or reading a book and it just doesn't matter because they're just using the very surface level idea of it or it's like sure. oh because it comes from people's thoughts it can be anything which mm-hmm. explain which their shorthand explanation for why their monster exists. Sure. Um, another example of uh, the burial ground trope. As much as everyone likes to praise it, and everyone sucks Kubrick's dick, <laughs> um, The Shining is also a victim yeah. to this. Um, I say victim; it's it uses the trope. I don't think it's as prevalent. It's kind of to The Shining. I think it's, it's kind of like, like it's like a one-off. It's a very throwaway line. I think yeah. That's mentioned as far as I know, because Pet Cemetery and Poltergeist are very clearly like. In Poltergeist 2, there's a native character that, like, tells them about it. Yes. Um, but uh, I think in The Shining, oh, it's... This, that, uh, Poltergeist 2 is on this list of... Um, oh, is it? Of top five horror movies with fantastic indigenous repu- representation. Oh, yeah. Poltergeist 2 is on this list. First oh, is versus Blood Quantum, yeah. that Jake mentioned. But anyways. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I, again, I would, I would have to watch The Shining again. Yeah, that's another uh, another uh, movie that does that. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think we've gone like a like we've talked about like um good movies. We've talked mm-hmm. about like um bad tropes and bad sure. representation. Like, what not to do? Yeah, yeah. If you guys are making films, don't use that fucking trope. It's I'm sick of it. When you yeah. make movies, just have representation. Just have please. them be characters, please. Yeah. And like be like I, fully fleshed out characters with their own story and background. And like I, and like I I do want to see native culture in movies and like. But like, I'm 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 just so generally scared of how it's gonna be done, and it's mm-hmm. like because like I would love to see like um specifically like uh yaki or Potawatomi representation because oh those yeah are, those are my tribes. I was about to say, that's really cool. Yeah, like um like and like I just I hear like um and like not even just like just culture but like the history because like um like Potawatomi uh the name means keepers of the fire. Yeah, and in like the history of like of like each tribe and like what's like, I feel like not even just in movies, but just like, like in like books or TV sure. shows. I would love to see more, but I'm just so generally afraid of how it's going to be done. Jake, and... come with me to Hollywood. We'll make <laughs> we'll make all we'll make all the the good native representation movies. Please, I'm begging. <laughs> I would love to be involved in something like. I was about that. to say you, me, and Jake. Let's do it. Yeah, and like I'll direct. Jake will write. You'll edit. I'll edit. Hell yeah. Yeah, and like, and there's also like, um, like, and I feel like Reservation Dogs does a great job of showing, like, um, yes, like, where like, like Native people, like, have different experiences, not mm-hmm. only based on like, like where you grow up. There's like, like city native, suburbs, mm-hmm. reservations, yeah. like, yeah, there's there's major differences, and there's like, like from like modern day and like how close you are to your culture. Yeah, and. I and it's important to like and like one one thing I've like I've noticed about native like um, representation in video games mm-hmm. is that very often um like you like I hear like um I see like a an article about how like the the heads of the tribe mm-hmm. like have problems with like um video games just representing native culture and not mm-hmm. contacting them about it exactly that they're going to do it like um yeah. Uh, the video game Rainbow Six Siege. They had a they made a native character, mm-hmm. and all the way through development, they spoke to native people, got native women to like um, come up with like, hey, what direction should we take this character? What details mm-hmm. should we add for this character to make it authentic, and not only to like, and to also make sure that native people and like the heads of the tribe mm-hmm. had a hand in making sure that it was done properly. Definitely nice. It's like it's it's really nice to see, and like I know not everyone is going to reach out to the heads of every tribe that they represent, but I just like sure. taking extra steps to reach out to people. Anyone it's who has, it. like, it, it's it's always going to add more to what you're making. Yeah. All right. Um, I enjoyed Do this we... episode. This was fun. Yeah. You know, this wasn't the in, the original intent of today's episode. However. I think those uh, no, I I like I, I enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. This was a really awesome topic. So thank you, Jake, for getting us started on yeah. with Killers of the Flower Moon. But um we'll save our video game episode for another time. And I know Daniel wanted to be in that episode. So Yes, um, this will give us another opportunity to involve Daniel. Um yeah. Do do we have anything else to add before we go into our closing segments? I can do a bacon reading for you guys if you would like. Yeah. You guys would. I would like also to... like to do our 
guess the horror movie by the review. Yes. Would you like to do that today? Absolutely. Okay. So first if and Jake, foremost, uh, are you, are you, this is your episode, Jake. Are you, are you okay I'm good, with it? I'm good with this. Go ahead. Okay, okay cool. I need a character or an actor for, to summon the Oracle of Bacon. Oh, Graham Greene. Graham Greene? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. Graham Greene. Okay. Would you like to guess? You uh, know, I want to say one. Gonna say one? Okay. He's been in a lot of things. Really? Okay. Jake, do you have a do you have a guess? I'm gonna say two. Two? Final guesses? Yes. Yeah. Jake is right. Oh it is whatever. Uh, Jake always wins this game. It's not fair. You always win the other game, so um Graham Green was in um I might butcher this song of uh Hiawatha with um David Stradheron. Sorry. Um David was in Enormous Changes at the Last Minute with Kevin Bacon. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten any of those. I don't know either. Does anybody have another actor they would like me to throw in here? Sacrifice to the Oracle. Let me see. Is there anyone okay. I can think of? We we could do um one of the actors from Killers of the Flower Moon or Prey. Uh, Lily Gladstone. Okay. Let's see. Got her. Oh. There we go. Okay. Anybody have a guess on Lily Gladstone's uh, bacon number? Thank um, you. I'm going <laughs> to say three. Oh, I was going to say three. Uh, Get fucked. Get fucked. <laughs> um, Fuck I'll, sideways, I'll take, sir. Uh, Jake's luck on this one. I'm also saying three. You're going to say three? Yeah. You would both be wrong. What? Lily Gladstone has a bacon number of two. Fuck you, Jake. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Lily Gladstone <laughs> was in Fancy Dance with um, Shay Wingham, who was in Cop Car with... Oh, Lily. I know Cop Car. Cop Car was directed by John Watts, who did uh, Clown and No Way Home. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. And he also did uh, Far From Home, I'm sure. Nice. Which we uh, can talk about, but I don't want to. Okay. I am working on our second game. Fuck yeah. Let's see. Oh, fuck. Yes. This is such this a good one. Love this game. Okay. So I have randomly generated a random horror movie. So let Number me nine. get to... <laughs> I need IMDB. Guys, if you ever want to know who the cutest dog is, it's Jazzy. It's Jazzers. He's the cutest ever. Let me get here. Okay, this unfortunately takes me a second because I wasn't anticipating it. We're anticipating. Oh, you got to be on it, man. I know. I should have been on it. You might have to cut a little bit of this banter out uh, until I can get to it. Let's making my job harder. I know. All right. We're going to do. There we go. That's why they call me Brad Company. I can't <laughs> deny. Oh, that's such a easy guess, though. Oh. Okay, but that is the lowest. Okay, so here's the 
here's the issue with this review okay. for today's game. There is only one, one out of ten star review for this movie. So it's a great movie, you're saying? It is. It is considered to be well liked. It's it's a very divisive movie. Oh. Um, you either love it or you hate it. So, I am going to cut out a few words that might give it away. Okay. Okay? Um, so, let's get started. Okay. So, this is a 1 out of 10 star review uh, titled, The Descriptive Words Ludicrous and Ridiculous Can Be Inadequate. Um, I thought you meant the rapper. I was like, huh? Um, this is from Keith Lancaster on... March 29th of 2002, this oh. review was left. Okay. Quote, This movie belongs in the extreme realms of absolute fantasy. I find it hard to believe that there are viewers who regard this as possibly the greatest sci-fi movie of all time. A giant blank, one of the most basic forms of life, has the mental capacity to plan a strategy. Capable of outwitting residents of a small town which consists of maybe a dozen rickety old buildings, Bearing in mind this is a sun-baked desert, let us not confuse the desert with the beach where the sand is soft, and only the very top layer is a manageable texture. Now we have a creature capable of propelling its soft body through the grounds at speeds which I estimate to be way in, in excess of any man-made device. It sucks a two-ton station wagon down into the depths. The headlights were still on hours later. Some battery. I must get one and wraps a blank around the axle of a large pickup, almost preventing it from moving. The acting was poor, and as was demonstrated by the casual approach to the most precarious situations. I am well aware that a degree of make-believe is necessary in order to provide acceptable entertainment. That is what sci-fi is all about. This film strains any concept of logic to a level which I, can, I find completely unacceptable. The Alien series and both, both versions of The Thing are way better, and I could list numerous other horrors uh, and sci-fi movies superior to title. I will not be wasting my time with the sequels. So it's Tremors. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's Tremors. Immediately Tremors, yes. Yeah. It is Tremors. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, what? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's in a desert. It's, it's Tremors. Tremors, yeah. No, I I was the very first role of the random movie generator, and it was Tremors. I was like, fuck, yes. I love this movie. Yeah, I think it's fun. It's yeah, it's, it's and also good. appropriate because Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Freaking love, love Kevin him. Bacon in this movie. Also Reba McIntyre. <laughs> I forget Reba. Reba is a gun wielding <laughs> like bad bitch yeah. in this movie. I love it. Um, I love Tremors. I think it's a fun movie. Yeah, but I knew you guys would get it pretty quickly because of that review. But it is the only one star review. That's weird of Tremors because like Tremors is like notably one of the worst movies. But yeah. But a lot of people love it. A lot yeah, of people really sure. enjoy it. Let me people go... with taste really like yes. it. Yes. Let me go back to the general page for Tremors. Um it has a seven point one out of ten IMDB rating. Wow. Yeah. That's much higher than I thought. It's it is pretty well liked. I fun. I like yeah. it. I think it's the sequels where it gets like yeah really bad. I was made fun of by my parents for liking this movie. <laughs> Your dad likes pixels, so how does he have True. any right to say anything? Yeah, but that was fun. I'm really glad you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, hell yeah. Sweet. Well, thank you for 
thanks, Jake, for taking us on this episode. Yeah. Uh, not expected, but I appreciated it. Yeah, I planned it out. It's all great. <laughs> <laughs> Jake had this from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I tricked Jake, you into talking about. Track. I tricked all of you into talking about native <laughs> people. God, you'd never do it otherwise. God damn. It. Especially me and Katie would never talk about we native never. people ever. <laughs> ever. We just drug Gabe along. We need a token white savior. <laughs> yeah, oh, <no> job. <laughs> gotta, gotta hey guys, get... I'm Kevin Costner. Oh my I'm god. Kevin Costner. Anyways, um, who's, who's wrapping us up? Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to the, to today's episode. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Send us an email, bottomofthebarrelpod at gmail.com. Two L's on the Instagram and email. Uh, we have a TikTok now. Oh, so yeah. uh, go follow us over there, bottom of the barrel. It's the pink logo. Um, we also just dropped an episode about the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Yes, dropped um, that last night. Last night. Uh, uh, if you, Well, uh, on Wednesday. But people are going to be listening to this on Friday. Yes. So. Um, please go listen to it. It was a really fun discussion. And if you guys have any recommendations for, mo- for that's movies. A, for that was a beefy episode. That was, that's it was. a two-hour episode. Was a two, yeah. I was worried that this one was going to be like two hours. It, uh, it's an hour and a half. Okay. Well, um, if you guys have any recommendations or requests for movies you would like us to watch, please send them in, message us, email us with any recommendations. Maybe we'll review Tremors one day. Maybe. I mean, it does have a high rating, but it is considered to be an awful movie. Right. Maybe we will um, review it. Yeah, maybe. And congrats to SAG-AFTRA. Absolutely. securing that deal. Uh, now yep. that we can now we can finally talk about movies. Look forward to my uh, breaking news um, episode. That will be two episodes away. Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks away. I will be doing a report over the, the, the finish of the strike. So look forward to that. We'll be doing a uh, just a regular old bad movie episode next week. So look forward to it. Uh, go listen to some of our older episodes. They're still really good and really re- re-listenable. Yeah, so. uh, for sure. Uh, we're getting close to our season finale. Um, Hell yeah. Where we'll have our uh, season finale. I think it's in December. I forget what day. Uh, then we'll take a break and we'll be back for season two, baby. Oh yeah, look forward to it, guys. All right. Uh, thank you all for watching, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. I haven't eaten.